Welcome to Jesus Without Religion. I'm Mike Sinar, your host, and I'm glad you're joining us today as we discover Jesus through the filter of grace. If you are a Christian, you are about to see the love of Christ like you've never seen before. Never again will you fear God or feel that you are inadequate or not deeply loved by Him. We know some people call that a license to sin, but as we go through this series, you're actually going to find out that soaking in God's kindness and total forgiveness of all sin, yes, all sin, is the only prescription that will actually lead you away from the disease of sin. All right, everybody, we've got a we've got a fun topic today, a topic that uh, has probably landed in many Christian debates and many Christian arguments, and uh, I wanted to sort of put these two topics together because I think they go together, uh, and specifically, we're talking about judgment and rewards. Specifically, this idea that Christians will be judged, and according to that judgment, we're going to be getting some type of heavenly rewards, some would say. You know, are we going to be judged? I mean, if you've called on the name of Jesus to rescue you from your sins, uh, are we indeed going to stand before God and give an account for all of our sins Um, the Bible might seem to suggest that uh, we are indeed going to be judged, and many are making a case for that. Um, But I think we're going to see a little bit differently today, and I hope you'll uh, sit down and uh, enjoy this podcast, go into this open-mindedly as we literally let the scriptures uh, unpack the truth to us. You know, sometimes Scriptures do appear to say one thing, and I think we've got to be willing to dig a little deeper and look at three or four verses, look at three or four parables, look at the Bible as a whole to say, hmm, well, all of this seems to imply something totally opposite than this one verse over here. So then why are we building the entire theology off of what the one verse seems to say but yet flies in the face of 20 other verses. And what about rewards? Are Christians going to be getting hooked up with heavenly rewards? Are we going to have them hanging off of our neck? Are we going to be showing off and bragging, you know, God, look how awesome I was for you and let everybody see all the amazing awards that we earned uh, for all the great works that we did here uh, here on earth. Well, Let's start here with where a lot of this comes from. It's, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. It says, you know, it says, for we must all, now who is that? That's everybody. We must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Now let's think about that. We're all appearing, right? Excuse me, I have to keep drinking some water to keep fresh here. Um, So we're all appearing before this judgment seat. And we're going to be receiving what is due us, right? Whether it was good or bad. I mean, so if you just take this 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, you put it way up high on a pedestal. 
man, we can start throwing out some scary, scary messages. I mean, you could start out by preaching, you know, Jesus has died for your sins. The blood of Christ has been shed. You're a child of God, forgiven, loved, uh, sins remembered no more. But then you could turn around and say, but 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 says something different, and you need to be afraid. Be very afraid, as some might say. But you see, we get a little bit of conflict here because this verse, if, if looked at alone and we build these theologies out of 2 Corinthians 5, 10, we just end up totally contradicting everything that the scriptures teach us. So we've got to unpack it a little more and say, all right, why doesn't this seem to line up with the rest of Scripture? And what should I really be learning from 2 Corinthians? What is Paul going to say? What, let's, let's ask ourselves this question first. What are the wages of sin? I mean, if you're going to receive what is due you, and we're getting paid back for our sins, what's it going to be? I mean, maybe we've misunderstood this verse. I mean, if I'm going to get paid back for the wages of sin, well, the wages of sin is death, right? One sin is worthy of death, hell, eternal punishment. But wait, wait. You're saying on one hand, God, Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be forgiven, his sins washed away. But then on judgment day, you're going to look at me. I'm going to stand before you. I'm going to give an account for my sin. I'm going to get what's due for that sin, which will be death. How do you balance that? I'm forgiven, but I'm going to be killed. I'm forgiven, but I'm going to be killed. In context, Paul is not saying we will all, he's not saying we will all be judged for our sins and that will all be rewarded for what is due us. He's saying this, we will all, all humanity will appear before Christ, right? On that final day. And Christians will indeed be paid back for what they believed. That's their good deeds. Who are you in? You're gonna be judged by, are you in Christ? Or are you dead in Adam, alive in Christ? Or dead in Adam. And you're going to inherit the kingdom. It's the reward. This is the reward you're going to receive. It's Jesus, the reward. And unbelievers, they're not going to be uh, rewarded for all their good deeds. Come on. What, what, are we think, what are we thinking here? Unbelievers are going to be judged for their bad deeds. And they will receive eternal punishment. You know... If you were to journey through the Bible, there is a word that you're not going to find, and it's the word rewards. Now, we do receive a reward, but if you look for that word rewards, plural, with an S on the end of it, you're going to find something very interesting. Well, we got a whole lot of people out there preaching rewards um, and all kinds of hookups, but the Bible is silent. The scriptures are silent on this word rewards. It does not exist anywhere in all of Scripture. We are going to get, we are going to inherit a reward, and it's one. And his name, friend, is Jesus. It's the inheritance of the kingdom. So 
instead of looking at one verse, let's look at other verses about judgment and rewards. And let's see how they line up and agree with each other when we put the context out there properly. John chapter 3, verse 18 says, He who believes in him is not judged. That right there should stop the argument immediately on this whole topic. There's nothing confusing here. You have to look at this and go, well, wait a minute. If I'm judged for all of my bad deeds, but here in John 3, 18, who is he talking about? Is this all of us? No, he who believes in him. He who believes in Jesus. This is one group of people. It's the people who believe in Jesus is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son. Revelation 20 um, and 21, we start getting this picture of the great white throne. But I want you to notice, even in Revelation, there are two groups of people, right? Just like we just read in 2 Corinthians, here's what we're going to see. There are two groups of people And there are two different outcomes. All right. And as we read this verse, um, you've got to ask yourself just a very simple question. Which group do I belong to? Am I in this group or am I in that group? And then you look at the outcome and you know what's going to happen to you. Revelation 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat upon it from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead, here it is, who's being judged, and the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds." Now, who just got judged here? Who are the dead? There's dead in Adam, alive in Christ. Who are the dead? Are they unbelievers or are they believers? Who are you? Are you in this group right here? Just stop here before we go on to the next verse. Are you in this group? Were you judged here? Are you dead? Verses 13 to 15 tells us that they were thrown into the lake of fire. Now, is that really Christians? Is that you, the Christian, being judged? I don't think so. Now, Revelation 21. Note, a new chapter addressing a new group of people. I want you to notice the first word is then. In other words, next. In other words, after that, uh, following this event, right? Okay, so it says, then, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first, I'm sorry, for the first heaven and the first earth passed away and there was no longer any sea. So this is after the judgment in chapter 20 that we read about, right? And now he's talking about unbelievers, I'm sorry, he's talking about believers, people who have called on Jesus probably talking about you. If you're listening to this, I'm betting you're a believer. You called on the name of the Lord. 
And Revelation 21 has this message for you then, right? And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. Talking to you. This is your promise. Revelation 21, verse 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will dwell among them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be among them, and he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. And the first things have passed away. You know what we don't see here? Not a single word about judgment. Not a single word about sin. Not a single word about punishment. All we're hearing for this group of people is good stuff. It's Jesus. It's forgiveness.